Hi guys, welcome back to my fortune cookie. I'm so happy you guys are here. Um, with this podcast, we just we have fun. We interview some interesting people, read some dad jokes, some pickup lines, and a few fortune cookies mixed in there. And I hope you guys enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. I'm here with Angel Selden. Angel, do you want to introduce yourself? I'd love to. Thank you for having me on, Nora. Uh, my name is Angel Selden, as you said, and uh, I'm from Minnesota, grew up here. Um, my, uh, let's see, I'm 43. I graduated high school in 1997. You grew up in Minnesota. Do you like living there? Have you always lived there your whole life? I have always, well, since I was three. So I I was born in Pennsylvania, but it's all I can remember. I've lived here my whole life. I did live in Utah for seven years when I was going to college there. Yeah. That's fun. What did you study in college? I studied psychology. So interesting. I think that that would be a really fun thing to study. I've been thinking about that. Really? Yeah. I'm taking a class in school next try. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, tell me what you'll have to tell me what, uh, what you learned that's fascinating to you. Yeah. I'll keep you updated on that. That'll be fun. As a teenager, did you ever have like any boy problems or like was high school fun or like anything about high school? Cause I'm restarting it and I'm like a little worried about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed high school. I enjoyed the social scene. Um, I, there were some, there were a few classes that I really enjoyed. Uh, I have since, I, I personally decided to homeschool my kids and uh, have discovered even more exciting ways to learn than cool. I learned in high school. But uh, as far as my high school experience, you know, I had fun. It is interesting, like looking back on my high school experience through my current lens versus what what did, how did I perceive my own experience while I was in high school? You know, those are, yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, I did realize like I went through some depression during high school and, uh, in 11th grade. So I like dropped out of high school halfway through 11th grade, which was a super big deal at the time because yeah, nobody you know, did that. Right. Like now I feel like if my kids, because we have homeschooling, you know, if my kids were like, high school's not working for me, I'm going to, I want to drop out. Um, I'd be like, okay, great. You can learn at home. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure something out at home. Right. And at the time it was like a super big deal. And my mom's like, what are we going to do? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I I didn't fully drop out to be honest. I think I stayed in one class every day. I I went to, I attended one class, one period every day. What class was that? I think I kept, um, chemistry. I don't know. It's super random, but they were just <laughs> the school and, and probably one of the hardest classes. Right. But mm-hmm. the school counselor was just trying to keep me, keep my foot in the door, keep me in school. So I wouldn't drop yeah. out total. Um, and yet for a long time, I still was like, Oh, high school. It was so amazing. And now I'm wondering like, why did I think it was so amazing? <laughs> I went through that yeah. earlier. Right. <laughs> Like when you Um, woke up, you're like, wait a minute. Like, what was I thinking? 
my gosh, that's a great way to put it when I woke up because I kept looking back on it through rose colored glasses for a number of years afterwards. And, oh, I want my kids to have, I can't wait till my kids have this high school experience. And now I'm like, what was I thinking? I mean, and, and it's yeah. great for people, you know, I have, I have a daughter who's in high school right now and she chose to go to high school, yeah. but I think there is a difference between choosing to go to high school and I have no choice, this feeling that I have no choice and I have to go or I'm going to work at McDonald's for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like having a choice of freedom really changes your perspective on things. You know, there was a study that was shown the little kids, they could either have like this toy that someone bought them or they could have like this mystery bag and all the kids wanted to push back and choose the mystery bag because they're like, oh, it's freedom. It's my choice. I want to pick this. Right. You know, and it's like, I think if you're like, do you want to go to high school or not? I think most people are like, that's tough. I kind of want to do it if it's out of choice, because that way I don't have to be forced and I will look at it in a new perspective, you know? Uh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. Freedom is a huge, it's a, what am I trying to say? It is a like it's a fundamental principle of happiness. It really know? is. Oh, for sure. Choosing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So your daughter's liking high school because she can choose to go. Yes, yes. she does like high school. That's yeah. good. That's fun. I'm going into sophomore year and it's pretty fun, but I'm like still a little bit stressed about going back. I just need oh. to get like everything in order. Right. Mm-hmm. And. You're pretty busy. Do you do academics as well as um, electives or do you just do electives? I just take electives and then I do my fundamentals at home. So like my course structure at home, you know, so at the high school, I take like orchestra, Spanish, seminary, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it sounds like you have like the best part of high school. Oh, for (laughs) sure. Everybody's like, do you like high school? I'm like, it's not, yeah, it's not too bad. And they're like, yeah, how could you hate it? You're just like doing easy work. And I'm like, it's not necessarily easy, but I do have a good side of the deal, you know? Right. And you're doing the more challenging courses at home and it's more individualized and you can go pace. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to high school, like, did you go to a lot of, since you were kind of like partially dropped out, I guess you still went to high school and you were still a student. Did you go on a lot of dates with guys or go to prom? Yeah, good question. I did date a lot in high school. And and I only I it was only one semester of junior year that I mm-hmm. went to one class a day. And I actually stayed on dance team. So I participated in dance team sophomore and junior year. And then senior senior year, I decided I needed to work to save up for college. So um, I did go on a lot of dates. I did have a lot of boy problems, um, possibly more than most young women. I don't know. <laughs> um, a funny story was that they like filled up gas in your car and my grandma started driving and then you looked at some boys or something and then like hit a curb. I'm not really sure on the details, like <laughs> what really went on in that story? <laughs> I do not remember the details of that story, but I do remember that. I remember yeah, yeah hitting a curb. 
looking yes. at guys. My grandma was in the car. Yeah. Um, she was outside watching. Oh, she was? I don't remember. I don't know. She I didn't remember your grandma being there. Oh, really? That's <laughs> yeah. so funny. Maybe I have a different version. <laughs> Either remix <laughs> version. <laughs> the sequel. That's funny. Yeah, so what were some popular things? Because what time, what years were you going to high school? Like 19... 94 to 97. 94 to 97. Wow. Like what was some popular things or popular music that you liked? Oh, music. I liked a lot of different music I, from different genres. So I liked alternative rock, like... Uh, Pearl Jam was one of my favorite bands. I went to their concert oh, in, yeah? in Milwaukee and um, like Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, like kind of that hardcore alternative kind of music. But then yeah. I also liked uh, some rap and hip hop, like LL Cool J, Tupac. Tupac? I yeah. can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember others off the top of my head right now. That's so fun. It's good to like a lot of music, you know, because I don't know. It just, if you like more music, there's more options to like, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like and you're not boxing yourself into. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, for sure. What was like popular clothes? Because I like a lot of the 90s clothes, but I don't know if they're extreme 90s or like what people were actually wearing, you know? So, right, right. Yeah. Um, so during the mid nineties, I would say there was, there's quite a big shift from like 1990 to 1999 in styles. It went from oh, yeah. 1990, we were still wearing the skinny jeans and then it, or maybe it was more shifting towards what I think what they call like mom jeans now that were big, kind of a little baggier on top high oh, waist. Yeah. And then they, taper down toward the ankle mm-hmm. and then in the mid 90s it switched to more straight leg just and then by, yeah just straight and we would even we'd like roll it up and cuff it and then at the end of the 90s it was they were starting to flare out at that point so That's it really and a lot of different jean styles in the 90s so mid 90s when I was in high school I mostly wore the straight leg that was puffed up at the bottom. And then senior year, I remember, well, and your mom was really into fashion too. And we would shop at thrift stores. Oh yeah. That still hasn't changed for her. Oh yeah. Yeah. She still loves that. She does still love that. And I love that about her. Um, So we were shopping at thrift stores for clothes, like from the seventies. And I remember buying like, flare legged pants I think we called them bell bottoms at bell the time bottoms. I, they're coming back they're coming back for sure they are okay um good because I still have a pair oh good perfect pull them out of the closet right yeah so, <laughs> um and I remember senior year wearing these bell bottom jeans that we got that I got with your mom and from a thrift store. And so they looked super vintage too. Like they were, That's cool. you know, and, uh, um, I got so many compliments on them at school because so few people, so few people were wearing those at the time. It was very fashion forward. 
and yeah, just like, oh my gosh, where did you get those pants? Those are so cool. You know, they did not sell pants like that in the store yet. Actually, I think it might've been the end of my junior year. So it was 19, yeah, 1996. And yeah, your mom and I had so much fun with fashion and she inspired me a lot. Actually, I got a lot of ideas from her corduroys. We started buying, we would buy corduroys from the thrift store also. That's so fun. I love, I mean, I love like old fashioned. I don't have a lot of those clothes, you know, but like on Pinterest or whatever, if you ever find outfits like that or in movies, you're like, that just like looks so fun just to wear fun stuff like that, you know? Um, do you like to dress? Um, do you like to wear things to school that are a little different than what other people are wearing? Yes and no. Like not for me personally, I don't like to be too different. Like I like wearing stuff that people probably haven't seen a million times, you know? Yeah. Like there's, there's always those things out there like, oh, everybody has a pair of these just different colors or like different style. But like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm on the more chill trying to fit inside. But if I do find something that I love, I'll wear it to school. Like last year I had this pair of like sweatpants and there's like different patch chis of gray on them. And they're like massive. I wear those to school and I get a lot of compliments on them, which is really funny because they're super like 90s, maybe 80s. Uh -huh. I don't know. That's what my mom says. So it works. It. Yes. Oh, that's so fun. And you know, when you feel confident in what you're wearing, then other people pick up on that vibe and they think you look good because you feel so confident in what you're wearing. You know what I mean? Totally. Exactly. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like, if you feel confident, I think other people notice that and they're like, oh, that's a good vibe. I like that. You know, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah. Confidence is the best vibe. For sure. So I know you've like done like a lot of hard things in your life, but one of those hard things sounds like being a mom. Uh huh. What is it like being a mom? Is it different than what you thought it would be? Yeah, it's a lot harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> Probably like everyone. Everyone, nobody realizes how hard it is before you go into it, right? That's true. That makes sense. But I'm also the kind of person that like savors every moment and can um, embrace every moment as a an amazing experience or like this will make a great story in the future. Yeah, that's good. Or, you know, this is going to bring us closer together. Well, that's one of my superpowers. Good. That's a good power to have. It really does make a difference. Like just being positive about different things. Like uh -huh. sometimes the activities that you think are like not going to be fun at all are like so much fun. I went to FSY about a month ago, I guess, but it was like so hot, very sweaty. Everybody was tired because we'd wake up at like six in the morning, you know, and it's like everybody was always singing or laughing or just like having a blast you know and I think with that it's like we had a group that we could stick with but being one person is such a good example of like just the positivity you know so I think yeah. that's a great thing especially in a mom <laughs> it's a oh good yeah trait, good personality trait for sure yeah do you think you were like a cool fun parent do you let your kids do stuff you wouldn't be able to do like that makes sense when you were their age, do you think your parents would let you do different things than them? Yeah. Oh, I'm a hundred percent a cool mom. Okay. I'm not a 
mom. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Cool Did mom. you ever see Mean Girls? <laughs> oh yeah. I've, I haven't seen that in forever, but I, I loved that movie. <laughs> I was just kidding because the mom in that movie, like she's like offering her teenage kids alcohol and yeah. That, you that's know. you just kidding like, I'm a cool mom and I'm a cool mom yeah I'm not, I'm not kind of cool mom but I definitely let my kids I mean I did grow up with very laissez-faire parents and so I am I don't know if that's why I'm more laissez-faire but um I do I would say that the one thing I am more strict about than my parents is my kids are expected to do some chores every day and I never had to do chores. I mean, I really didn't, I had like no rules growing up. Okay. Really? Yeah. Um, and in some ways I appreciate that. I feel like, um, I definitely learned how to, um, learned how to self-govern and have self-discipline my parents never once reminded me like, Hey, if you're going to apply for college, you better start applying for college now. Or like they were just not involved. So I knew that if I wanted to go to college, I would have to do research to figure out, okay, where can I get an application? When is the, what date do I need to submit it by? So I was, I, I learned, well, I really had to be more self-disciplined and I guess maybe that doesn't work out for every young person, that type of parenting. Um, and there were downsides to that too, but I'm, I, I feel like I've been able to, and, and I think, I think most parents, uh, especially in my generation and younger are very, uh, I would say much more intentional about their parenting. So instead of just repeating what their parents did, now we're really thinking about how do I want to parent? Like what do I want to, what do I want to take from my parents and say, you know what, that was a good thing. I really liked that about my parents' parenting style. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do that with my kids, but I'm also going to do a lot of reading and talking to other moms and figure out what, what do I want to do differently from my parents? What didn't work for me? Or what do I feel like was not a good experience from my childhood? Right. Yeah. So, um, so I feel like I've been able to find a good balance between allowing my kids freedom, but also being a good example and uh, teaching them, teaching them good principles. We always did family. We always do still do family read aloud every day from great literature. So, you know, I have this combination of allowing my kids freedom, but also um, providing a good example and a good environment for them to have the freedom to make good choices. Those are good, like foundation, little stones for like raising a good person, you know, or like having them be happy because if you are laying down some of that stuff, it can be difficult. Like I like to push back. My parents are like, yeah, you're pretty stubborn, you know, but uh -huh. I get it. Like in the end game, it's going to be different. So I think being like a strictish parent, kind of like you, but like still a cool parent that's like, you know, <laughs> you know that there's a balance in between. Like the only reason I do this is for your, for you. Right. You know, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense to you, but I think right. that's finding a balance. Balance is good. Balance is good for sure. Yeah. So how many kids do you have? I have four and the oldest is 20 
and the youngest is five. Wow, that's a pretty big span. That is a big span. That's so cool. Um, so like I heard you developed a homeschool program for your kids. And I know we already talked a little bit about this, but how did you, how did that go? Like, how did you come across that? Um, I never planned on homeschooling my kids. You know, like I told you, I was like excited for my kids to go to school and have that experience. And I was excited to have, you know, free babysitting during the day. And yeah. uh, then my dad shared with me this book. He was reading, a, he's a business owner and he was reading a business book that happened to quote, it got a little bit into education and quoted a man named John Taylor Gatto, who was New York City teacher of the year twice and New York state teacher of the year once. And he wrote a book about um, where we've gone wrong with education and uh, the principles that we need to put back in place to make education great again. And so he recommended that book to me and I absolutely loved it. It really resonated with me. And at the same time, I was still like, ah, I just can't imagine not sending my kids to school. You're like, which one is it? You know? You just like devoured a really good book. And then you're like, well, my whole life and everyone around me is doing this other thing. Exactly. Which one is it? Right. And I just, I really was looking forward to having my kids out of the house all day. I, I, that was hard for me to, um, I just wanted a break, you know? So it's, I mean, it has been, so I've officially been homeschooling, I guess, since if you, if you say that I started homeschooling when my oldest was five, then I have been homeschooling for 15 years, but I was doing a lot of reading and research before that, but it's been so much trial and error. And I think that's a wonderful part of the process. Like some people may look at that and say, oh, so your kids are guinea pigs, but actually I think I was teaching them great life skills. And, um, I was teaching them the scientific method, which is all about, um, observing and, uh, observing, asking questions, researching, uh, making hypotheses and testing those hypotheses, experimenting. And so my kids have watched as I've said, okay, Hey, what's, this isn't working for you. Okay. Let's try something else. Like that's an incredible life skill. And actually we've been able to, um, have an incredibly rich education because we have been able to play around with that. Whereas in public school, it doesn't matter if it's working for you. I mean, there's little tweaks they can do. They can have special services come in, but it's basically the same curriculum and giving you more in more, um, giving student, a student who's struggling, might get more individual attention with that curriculum and they may change up the way they teach that curriculum, but it's the same curriculum for all, all children. And, um, we have been able to really create our own homeschool curriculum just based on the kids' interests, because that's really what they're going to learn and remember anyway, is what they're interested in at the time. And we've been able to, um, maybe I I feel like maybe I shouldn't even get too deep into it because (laughs) I mean, I could write an entire book on it. I could write like a book on this. So I probably shouldn't get in too deep on how we implement this, but I will tell you that what I have done is I've taken this method that we've used, which 
I will say the very short version of it is we study classics throughout history. So that would be great books, great literature, great music, art throughout history. And cool. we learn their context and we discuss them and then we write in a journal. I mean, that would, that is the, at the core of what we do. And so I've taken that and I've created a virtual micro school where I do that with other homeschool students virtually. That's awesome. That it's good that you're so passionate about it and you can talk about it for like, basically you could just write a book, you know? I could, I will someday. I, yeah, I think that's really cool. And it's nice because again, you get like the teachings and then you can also get the like, but tune it to each like student or kid or anyone you teach, you can tune it to basically just like fine tune it to them, just customize it. So you know that they can learn to the max of their learning ability without like pushing them too hard or like not giving them enough attention. I don't know. I think that's right. pretty fun. Yeah. That's really cool. Was it challenging at first? It was really challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Hard days. Just, I would say the most challenging part is just me feeling like failure. I, I felt like, oh, we didn't do enough today. There was always that feeling of, I haven't done enough which I've heard is a very common feeling amongst mm-hmm. all mothers, not just. Yeah. Homeschool. Yeah. It's, that's definitely a hard feeling, like feeling not, not good enough or like, have I done, have I put in my all to get it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to some of my friends and they were saying some of their greatest fears is like, is basically just like, how do I know I'm good enough? Like, I'll never be good enough. That's one of their fears. That's like, am I doing enough? Not just in like school, but like, am I enough for this person? Am I doing enough in this friendship? Like stuff like that, you know, they're all insecure or they have fears about that. So I think it's good that you notice that you can have a fear about that, but that you don't necessarily have a fear about it. If you notice that, if that, I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) Yes. Yes. If you if you are aware that that is something that everybody goes through, then you can feel more at peace with that, that that's just human. For sure. Yeah. So that, I think that segues nicely into your question. If you could go back and give advice to your teenage self, what would you say? And I think that would be it. I think it would be, you are enough. You are loved. You are lovable and you, everything's going to turn out great and you're going to be happy. It's because I believe that everybody makes choices to the best of their knowledge and ability at the time. Mm-hmm. And so for me to have regrets and say, oh, I wish I could go back to my younger self and say, no, 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 no don't do that. Don't do that. Or you need to work harder. You need to do this, you know, is um, what's the word? Like it's pointless, I guess, because you don't need to worry about that. Yes. And everybody needs to learn from their own mistakes. It's not about, oh, if only I had gotten it right from the beginning and I had done it the right way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You just do your best. And I would go back and tell myself you are enough. You're loved. Yeah. 
That is so good. And I've seen people with wallpapers on their phone like that. So they never forget it because it's such a good little like catchphrase or thing to remember, you know, like you are enough, you are loved, or just almost in a way, be selfish, focus on you. And with that focus, notice you don't have to do anything else. Like you are great just by what you're doing, you know? Right. Right. Um, yeah, that's so good. I just got the timer that we have about four minutes left. So there's just like one more question and then maybe just close with some thoughts, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I know you've done a lot of amazing things, but what's one thing on your bucket list, basically on a bucket list that you always wanted to do, but have never done? Yeah, I have had a lot of adventures. Um, I think right now the biggest, the thing that I want more than anything is I'd like to grow my micro school, this online micro school that I have. But if you're talking about like, you know, uh, like an adventure or something, I, I would say I would like to do some long distance hiking, walking adventure. Oh like yeah. Walk from Mexico to Canada. I've seen California, Oregon, and Washington. That's insane. Like the micro school, that's like mental and like intellectual. But then yeah. the rest is like pushing all your limits, like physical, like survival, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I've seen people like on like TikTok or YouTube and they're so cool. It's like going from Mexico to Canada or like whichever way. And I'm like, yeah, how do they do that? It's like a backpack. That's all they have. Yeah. I would have to have a support team. I don't yeah, think for sure. Carry all my stuff on my back, but I think something like that would be fun. That'd be so much fun. Um, that, wow. That's very, that's a very big adventure. I've never really thought about it as big as it is like Canada to Mexico pretty big it's pretty big <laughs> that sounds so cool Kate well thank you so much for letting me interview you I'm so glad you could come onto the podcast and I've liked everything you've said it's so perfect thank you so much Nora for having me on it was so much fun yeah I'm glad you could come um do you have any last words like any last bits of advice or just a goodbye you'd like to say before we close up yeah, I don't know. Um, I would say, you know, within your, you know, within whatever your belief system is, find your own path, do your own research, you know, look within yourself and like what is calling to you and just always look for that next right step in your life. You don't have to follow somebody else's prescription for, uh, what you should be doing or what's safe or what a smart career choice is, you know, you need to do your own research and um, also be in tune with what's calling to you. I love that. Thank you so much, Angel. Life's an adventure. Life and is an adventure. <laughs> got to live it. Yes. Live it. Okay. Thank you Don't so much. Gosh, there's so many last words I could 
yeah you well you've shared a lot of wisdom <laughs> on this already so we'll just yeah thank you so and much it was oh, so nice you, take care have you a good too. day bye